The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Procrastination. Nearly everyone I know, including myself, believes that we should be more self-disciplined. And one very simple definition of having self-discipline is to do what you know you need to do now, to do it now. In this episode of The Shaleen Show, I'm going to dispel the myths of procrastination, teach you what things you should be procrastinating on, and how to get over procrastination and take action. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. All right, if we're going to beat procrastination, we have to figure out why we do it. I definitely have my moments of procrastination. I think one of the reasons why I've been successful or we've had the success that we've had is because I've learned to identify why I'm procrastinating. But to procrastinate is very normal. So let's talk about the different reasons why we sometimes procrastinate. Number one is overconfidence. It's not like the number one reason why, but it's the first one we're going to talk about. Overconfidence. That meaning we think we can do it in a really short amount of time, so we kind of put it off until the last possible second. Number two reason why we might procrastinate is we just don't even know where to begin. It's so overwhelming or there's so many things to do, like the list is so long that we don't even know where to start, or worse yet, we haven't made a list. There's so many things going on in our head, so many ideas, so many things we know we need to do, that we haven't actually sat down to make a list of all the things that need to be done. Because if you make a list, well, we're going to talk about this in a second, because if you make a list, you then can prioritize that list. If you never make a list, it just grows kind of virtually in your head and becomes very overwhelming. The number three reason why we procrastinate is because we don't personally believe the task is that important. So take, for example, if someone in your home has asked you to do something that's important to them, but you're like, yeah, I just uh, don't really feel like doing that right now, like vacuuming or whatever, you're going to put it off if it's not that important to you. Or maybe it's not at home. Think about at work where someone has asked you to do something and you're like, yeah, I'll do that later because it's just I don't want to do it. It's not that important to me. The next reason why we might procrastinate is laziness. We just don't feel like doing things. This can be pretty serious if you're dealing with depression or anxiety or sadness. When those things hit you, you just don't feel like even checking your inbox or returning a phone call. Trust me, if you listen to The Shaleen Show, I don't think it's even possible for you to be a lazy person. So if you have moments where you just don't feel like doing anything, it might be because of overwhelm or depression, anxiety, but I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. I don't think there are any lazy people that listen to The Shaleen Show. Another reason why you might procrastinate is you aren't motivated by the outcome. Like it's a big daunting task and it's just not that important to you. But one of the most powerful reasons why we procrastinate is because we fear the outcome. Whether it's fear of success, 
fear of how things are going to go. We procrastinate having a conversation because we don't know the outcome. We procrastinate applying for that job because we fear how life could be different if we actually get that job. Or we procrastinate starting a business because we fear failure. So those are the top reasons why we procrastinate. And I think what you want to start with doing next in order to kind of nip this in the bud is get out a pen and a piece of paper and make a list of everything, a massive brainstorm of all the things you'd like to do. And I want you to do this without regard to the area of your life. So it doesn't matter to me whether it's fitness, your home, family, doctor's appointments, big dreams, your business, your profession, your career, your kids, trip to the store, redecorating, whatever it is. Like, just don't do it right now, but schedule yourself about 30 minutes to really think about everything that's bouncing around in your head, kind of ping-ponging back and forth, these ideas of things that are weighing on you that you want to do or you feel like you should do. Okay, get them all on paper. Because the first thing I'm going to have you do is procrastinate. Yeah. Once you make this exhaustive list, you're going to realize there are some items on there, just they don't need to be done right now. But part of the reason why they're causing you stress and overwhelm is because your brain is afraid you're going to forget that you want to do these things. So for example, Brett and I both, we want to travel. And in order to do that internationally, we need to renew our passports. I don't need to do that this week. But because that thought had been bouncing around in my head, I'm not going to, you know, Europe in the next five days. But when I do want to do it, I need to make sure that my passport is current. And because I hadn't put that on paper, it was weighing on me. Once I put that task on paper and put it in a list, as I keep my to-do list, that it would be done sometime this month, now I don't have to worry about forgetting it. It's going to get done. But for right now, I'm going to procrastinate doing it this week because I intentionally am going to do that because it doesn't need to get done this week. Make your master list and then identify those things that you really need to procrastinate on. Like you need to move them to either this week, this month, this quarter, or this year. And those are four separate lists. I recommend that you keep them on your phone. I've been using the same to-do list on my phone for, I think, more than 10 years, and it's called Awesome Note. Awesome Note also happens to sync with Evernote. And the reason why I love using it is because I can create these really simple four individual folders, one that's for today, this week, this quarter, this year. Guess what else is on my to-do list, which I've intentionally decided to procrastinate on? Create my own to-do app, an app on my phone that's kind of like Awesome Note, but also combines all of the concepts of a Smart Life push journal. Because I use my Smart Life push journal every single day. Like that's what I use, that's what I carry around every single day to keep me on task that day. But for those things that I want to get done, like maybe this summer or this fall or six months from now, I store those in an app. So I'd like to create my own perfect app. But you know what? I got to procrastinate on that intentionally because it's not as important as some of the things I need to do with regard to the 131 method. I think that's my calling, it's my purpose, and I need to focus on that and I need to prioritize that. So, again, you make your list, 
You move things to a permanent location, preferably a to-do list that stays on your phone, and then your brain feels freedom because we feel so much decision fatigue just by trying to remember everything we want to do. Your next step is to prioritize those tasks that move the needle. Our tendency is to want to pick the things that we can either do the quickest or they're the most enticing, the most fun, the easiest. The things that we usually procrastinate are the ones that are like, I don't even know where to start, or this is huge, this is going to take forever, or we think about doing that thing and it's not cute, it's not fun, like cleaning out the garage or finally getting your closet organized, whatever it is, if it's really important, it needs to be prioritized. And when we make it a priority, that means you put an asterisk by it on your list, and then it goes to your daily to-do list. If you use a Smart Life push journal or some daily planner, now you're going to transfer it from your brainstorm list to what needs to be attacked today. Once you've identified something as being a priority, then your next step, this is step four, is to break it down into smaller bite-sized pieces. Most of the time, when people put something on their list that needs to get done, they use like one phrase to summarize a really big task. Like, let's say you want to write an ebook. If you just have write an ebook <laughs> on your to-do list, that's like three months, or not really three months, but it's at least a month worth of individual tasks. So you take that phrase, that big task, and you break it down into bite-sized pieces. Now, don't tell me I don't even know where to start because I'm going to tip you off on this crazy cool website that's going to tell you exactly what you need to do first. Are you ready? Okay, because you're going to want to write this website down. It's called google.com. I'm not kidding. We forget. Like, it's so obvious that we forget. If you type in literally any query, how to start my own organic tomato farm, what steps are first? If you type in that query on Google, you're going to get your answers. And then you just simply break each one of those tasks down into two or three things that you can get done every single day. Break your tasks down into smaller bite-sized pieces. And if you don't know where to start, my friends, I didn't mean to be such a smart aleck, but duh, go to Google. We forget this all the time where I'm like, oh man, I just don't, I wonder how you do that. And then I remember, oh yeah, I should just go to Google. So Google it. Number five, each of those important tasks need to have due dates. You need accountability. And a due date is one very important step in creating accountability. Number six is know thy destinations for procrastination. What is it you find yourself doing when you're procrastinating? I know what I do. I organize. My husband can always tell when I have a big project that I don't feel like starting because I will go to my closet. In my closet, it's very organized, P.S. But let's say I've got like all of my pink blouses in this area. I will somehow, some way, find it more important to make sure that the shades of pink go from dark to light because that seems like a more important task than doing this big, ugly thing that I don't feel like doing. I know if I find myself like nesting, organizing, like lining up the paper clips in the junk drawer, that's when I can catch myself. I'm like, oh, hmm, I wonder what it is I'm trying to avoid doing. 
What's your destination procrastination? I'd say for half the audience, I bet it's social media. We just tend to do that. We're like, huh, don't feel like doing that thing. So I guess I'll go and see what's going on on Instagram. What's up on Facebook? Or maybe it's online shopping. Whatever it is, just know that destination so that you become aware. Oh, I'm here. Why am I here? What am I avoiding? What am I procrastinating? Number seven, create accountability. Now, I've already mentioned selecting due dates for yourself. That's one very critical component to accountability. The second one is to make sure you've made a promise or made it known to someone else the date by which you're going to complete this task. Another way you can do this is by posting it to social media. I mean, you can join an accountability group. You can get a study buddy, a work partner, a success partner, whatever you want to call it. Accountability is key because if no one else knows this is an important task, the only person we'll be disappointing is ourselves, and that's no big deal because we'll give ourselves some grace, but we don't like to disappoint other people, and we certainly don't like to break a promise. So create accountability for yourself. Number eight is to establish incremental rewards. Too often in the past, I would say things to myself like, well, when I finish this whole, whatever, huge project, then I will allow myself to have a girl's night out or buy a new outfit or whatever it is you want to reward yourself with. But what I have found to be far more effective is giving myself milestone rewards. So if I finish this chapter of the 131 book today, then I will give myself permission to go to the spa the next day. Some type of milestone that doesn't mean I've got to get the whole project done because it's really hard to stay motivated for something that's a really big project. It's kind of like weight loss. If you have 100 pounds to lose and you're just focusing on 100 pounds, that feels impossible. And if you're not going to reward yourself until you've lost 100 pounds, that could be two years from now a year from now, you know, depending on how quickly you do it. Instead, set smaller incremental goals. Now, what does that need to be? Depends. For me, I need daily rewards at a minimum. So I really like daily rewards that keep me on task. Kind of, if I'm going to give myself this reward, I've got to stay on task and eliminate distractions. Number nine, and this one's really important. In fact, it's essential. And that is being able to visualize and believe that you're going to get this done. Oftentimes, we'll put something on our list, and we put it on our list knowing we're not going to do it. Uh Uh-oh. Have you done that before? Have you done that this week? Go back and look at your Smart Life Push Journal or whatever day planner you use, and take a look and see each day this week if there's something you put on your list. And as you were forming the letters, you thought to yourself, I ain't going to do this. I know I'm not going to do this. It's a bad habit to get into because it crushes your self-confidence. You stop believing in yourself. You've lied to yourself. So if you know you're not going to do something, then just don't put it on your list. Be honest with yourself. And if it needs to go on your list, then you need to do some self-reflection and figure out why you don't want to do it. What's the fear? What are you afraid of? Or what other reason, as I discussed in the beginning of this podcast, 
might be the root cause of your procrastination because you've got to identify that if you're going to get that thing done. And I know that thing is important. So you've got to visualize yourself doing it. You have to believe that you're going to do it. Like, let's say it's cleaning your closet. I want you to visualize yourself finishing at least one half of it or or whatever that bite-sized pieces task that you've broken it down into. I need you to visualize it being done and picture yourself enjoying the reward that you've established for yourself and believe that you're going to do it because if you don't believe you're going to do it, you won't do it. Number 10, and this is most important. It is just start. Even if you don't feel like doing it, even if you feel like it's going to take far longer than you want and you're going to hate every minute of it, just freaking start. And especially this is true for those of you who are afraid to start because you're afraid you're going to start on the wrong thing. You're going to make a mistake. I don't know if this is right. I mean, I get these messages all the time on Snapchat and on Instagram, and I just want to pinch your head off because there's so much fear in the questions I get. People will say, this is the one I got today. True story. Holy Bible. What do I do if I love fitness? It is my life. I feel like it's my passion, my purpose. I belong to this amazing community of people. I don't know what I want to do like for a career. And I just feel so drawn to becoming a beach body coach. But I just don't know if it's the right thing. Freaking start. It might not be the right thing. It might be the wrong company. It might be the wrong upline. It might just be wrong. But who cares? There's no one who's procrastinated their way to success. There's no one who's avoided failures who is successful. Successful people make a lot of mistakes and they just move on. It's like, it's just information. Anytime you make a mistake, it's information. You correct the course and you move on. But you just have to freaking start. Quit being a baby. Stop worrying about making a mistake. Your mom is not going to send you to your room. Your dad is not going to tell you you're a bad boy. You aren't going to get in trouble. You're not going to be chastised in front of the class. You're not going to be compared to your brother or sister. You're not going to be hung out to dry. Your face is not going to be on a billboard. The only thing that will happen if you make a mistake is you will be that much closer to a success. And what happens if you don't move, if you keep trying to make sure everything's perfect before you just start, is you stay right where you are. And that is failing. Failing is never trying. So I need you to just try. No more procrastination. Today, we take action. I hope you found this helpful. If you have, do me a favor. Tell me what specifically helped you. Reach out to me either on Snapchat or on Instagram. Send me a DM. Send me tweets. Let me know what specifically you found helpful in today's episode. And by the way, you might just share this episode with someone and attach it to like, say, a text message and tell them specifically what it is you're going to do. That's accountability. Send them a copy of this podcast. You just hit the little share button and then you can text it to your friend and say, okay, listen to this. And by the way, here's the thing that I'm going to put out to you right now that I'm going to do. Accountability. I love it. I love you. Thank you for being a member of this tribe. Thank you for subscribing to The Shaleen Show. Thank you in advance for taking the time to write a review on any episode. I love you guys write reviews about the show in general, like all of the episodes collectively, but my favorite is when you write a specific review, like about a specific topic or a guest that I've had. That's really meaningful. So thank you in advance. All right, until we get to spend a little bit more time together again, 
soon. I just want you to keep in mind that you are the bomb.com. I love you. Talk to you soon. This edition of The Shaleen Show was brought to you by 131 Movement. Stop dieting. Save your brain. Save your gut. Live longer. Feel better. Stop going on a diet or following somebody else's rules and figure out what it means to have your own diet. Figure out a method that actually serves you, that helps you to be a better version of yourself. Let go of all of this craziness and confusion that surrounds diet and understand the science, the science of one, the study of one. Join the 131 movement today. We're taking back the word diet and getting what we are rightfully entitled to, which is our health. You deserve not just to look amazing, but to feel amazing. I'd love for you to learn more about my personal journey and why this is a true passion for me. I invite you to learn more by going to 131movement.com.